0: Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. We're recognizing farms and homesteads that have been in the family for more than 100 or 150 years. I'm Charity Seebecker for the Midwest Farm Report. These families will get together at the Wisconsin State Fair in West Allis on August 8th for a celebratory breakfast. One farm being recognized is Plansky's Farm. This Kewanee County farm's history dates back over 150 years. In 1868, the original Planskys immigrated from Bohemia to Wisconsin and purchased 44 acres. It was a dairy operation for many years, up until recently, and now the 124 acres are in the process of being transferred to the next generation. Dale Plansky shares more about this history and what this award means to him.
1: 1868. Franchette and Teresa Plansky, my great-grandparents, and their first two children immigrated from Bohemia to settle in the Carlton Township. They followed the other immigrants to the eastern part of Wisconsin, and they got there by train from New York to Chicago. And they took a coastal steamer on Lake Michigan to the northeastern Wisconsin. And the place where they landed, uh, my pa showed us, uh, the pilings are still there on the lake which is kind of cool. In 1873, my great-grandfather and wife bought 40 acres of farmland and four acres of East Wind River along Carlton Township, which the four, four acres was to water their cows uh, next to the pasture ground. And a small house of half log and half frame was there at that time and the barn was existed because there were several people already transitioned on the property. And uh, in 1855, Congress allowed uh, reclamation of the uh, lowland or wetland. So in 1885, my grandfather and wife bought 40 acres of adjoining farm to the north, which was mostly wood, which they needed for their firewood and such. And 1898, they bought 40 acres of farmland adjoining the farm to the south, and there was a small log house and a barn on it. In 1899, Wenzel, one of their franchise sons, built a frame addition to the log house on the south property. And that he did in exchange for getting a dad, buying him 80 acres to the west of his place. And he proceeded being a carpenter to build a a farm there for himself. And in 1903, my great-grandfather transferred it 124 acres to his son, which is Lawrence, my grandfather. And both were involved in dairy farming and and threshermen for the community using the steam engine to run their their equipment. In 1923 through 24, my grandfather bought a brand-name barn builder called James Way and a chicken coop. And they tore down the existing barn there and built it on the south property to replace the older one. It was just too far to haul milk from the middle of the 40s in the time, and they had no tree coverage or anything like that. A granary, which is really kind of a cool building, had hardwood floors in it, double two-story was pulled from the north field forty acres on by on rollers by steam engine to the south yard, and they lumber from the north barn, which wasn't probably very much, they built a machine shed on the south part, and that equipment is still in that shed yet, and it still was used up until through my brother and um it was used, the old house was used for some firewood, but mostly dimensional wood. My father took it apart and salvaged it all. The field, field stone basement is still existing in there, and there's an no old car seat in there yet. But my pa said it was so cold, he slept that night next to the wood stove in the kitchen. And so that Model T uh, or whatever it was. Is still there yet. The James Wade barn was um, the state of the art of the, of the, at that time, and it had 16 stanchions and heifer stanchions and four horse stalls and four pens. And that that barn, um, in 1927, they purchased their first milk machine. They didn't use it very long because uh, new cows given into milk were always kicking, and so they kind of give it up, I guess, for a while and— when I was young we hand, hand milked yet. Yeah. And the original electric pole when power came to that country is still next to that barn with a nineteen twenty nine stamp on it, which is kinda cool. In nineteen thirty five they add they added a barn for straw and equipment in an L shaped fashion, so the barn was complete as a ninety by one hundred and twenty foot building. In 1943, my grandfather transferred the farm to my father and continued farming and threshing, and horses were used up until even our day because it just saved fuel, and they had an old tractor with clod wheels, which would have been so rough to use on a field that um, they seeded grain and cut hay with horses yet. In 1950s, they added a milk house, a new milk house, and... uh, they shipped milk by cans. The fresh machine was modified with the change of times with a feet cutter attached, and and it was run by a motor independent on a big truck that he bought, a 1938 white. And in 51, when I was born, my dad bought a John Deere B. tractor. The rubber tires had made it smoother on the field and Everything. In 67, our father died and the land was transferred to our mother, Shirley. During that time, our brother Gary, Bonnie, and myself would, you know, run the farm. And it was the four horse stable stalls in the barn were eliminated and added stanchions to it. And a baler was bought to um, get away from the hay and the hay loader, the old-fashioned way. And the harnesses of the horses are still hung where my pa hung them. So they've been there for 70 years. And then in the 90s, the property transferred to my brother. A combine was purchased, and the pressure machine was put in storage in the barn, where it still is, and daring continued. In 2000, the daring is discontinued due to the health of my brother and the cropland was starting to be rented out in 2017 upon the death of my brother the property is transferred to me they continue to rent out half the hills are designated for crop only and the other half in the trees so the place has got a ridge at a diagonal of hills and you have upper land and low land is very flat Otherwise, and we keep up the old barn, and it's painted, and it's roofed, and the chicken coop is painted and roofed. Uh, What's unique about the place, it's got the East Twin River running through it, so DNR planted trout on the river, and so there was actually good trout fishing for a long time. Um, The land is... Uh, is fairly stone free um there is uh, everybody but me has found indian arrowheads or something or tomahawks on it and i i just never did my brother even found an old gun uh, rusted in in the field as he was tilling it uh what's cool about it is well the woods and the river and the fishing and, and watching animals growing and learning gardening and having a big crew on the place uh, threshing grain. It was kind of cool because there'd be oh less almost a dozen guys and you'd have to provide meals and the wives would bring over and have a big picnic table and such and so on and, and uh, we had... Cool is we had loose hay, which for kids, you know, jumping in the hay from the hay mow was a real cool thing. <laughs> you know, today's standards, you never do that is jump off 15 feet or so into a, uh, you might fall off the wagon. And, but that's the way we grew up. And I think most people in the rural country did that. And um, the hardship of it all was the health. It was just the dust and the mold of the silage in an old-fashioned silo. You had to fill it, and then you unloaded it by shovel, but by a fork. It took uh, its toll on it, as, as, as history shown. It was My grandfather was ill from it. My father died of it, and uh, my brother died as well from it. Um, we never thought about giving up the land. My mother did pause on that once, or, once or twice. But as children, we never part with it. Um, nowadays, um, my children would take over the place. Uh, it's going to be. Um, we have to draw something up yet. I'm still mulling over how to do it. I want to preserve it. I won't allow them selling it in in in, in several generations anyway. Um, I mean, the barn has potential of, because of the taxes, it's standing there and it's beautiful and it's still being taxed, doing nothing. Um, It has the potential of becoming a horse stable, and and I've got to show that to uh, the kids how to uh, do that and change it, minimal uh, deconstruction on it. it means a lot to have this, uh, award for 150 years because it kind of instills a pride in the children or added pride because we, we, like I said before, we have most of the equipment and my brother used some of that that the great grandfather used, the harrow and grain cedar. It's, it's modified from horse drawn to, to tractor pull and, uh, it's um, antiques of all sorts in the house. Um, we still had the first telephone we had since the 1920s or 30s or whenever they came out with it. Um, so it's um, it's got a lot of history, a lot of uh, my sister chronology, all the receipts and everything, and um, uh, it's clothing. There's some fancy stuff in the attic that, you know, She's still digging things out that were just—it's commonplace to put it—and we didn't get rid of the old house. My sister built a new house out there, and uh, so it's just as it—it's for the spirits who live in it now, and uh, there is no animals on the place, um, so it's uh, a kind of a, a museum with. Uh, Everything there.
0: What was some of your favorite memories on the farm?
1: Going to a river, and, and I did a lot of fishing as a little boy, and my siblings, you know, they'd splash in the water. We built a little raft that floated on the river, and... It just was, you know, we shock grain, and basically shocking grain is putting uh, the bundles of grain from a grain binder together in teepees, and you know <laughs> miniature pup tents all over the field. Um, it was hard work, but it was uh, it was family um, oriented, you know, it was everybody involved, and it, it the old way of living. You know, had its hardships of being cold in the winter and you know but it still was uh, looking back on it it was cool to be part of the other of a generation that my grandfathers were born just after Abraham Lincoln was president and i was around to actually sit on the lap of one of them i remember that very well and so i appreciate all the, the span of history that that family farm has gone through.
0: Dale Plansky shares the story of his family farm in Kewanee County. The Century and Sesquicentennial Farm Program originated as part of Wisconsin Centennial celebration in 1948. Each year, about 100 properties are honored. This year, Dale Plansky will be receiving both the Century and Sesquicentennial awards. You can listen to more of these farm stories at MidwestFarmReport.com. These stories are brought to you courtesy of Compeer Financial. From the Midwest Farm Report and Charity Seabacher.